All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We are on episode three of Ram's Edge. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen, coming to you live from the Colin app, exclusively from the Colin app. Big thank you to them. And uh, we are going to be talking today about the Rams and what comes next, because obviously with Rams Edge, we always talk about the Rams. We talked about the NFL draft, uh, pre-draft. We talked about it post-draft. And now we're going to be talking about the Rams uh, in the moves. I know a lot of people have been asking me what comes next. You have Tyron Matthew signing uh, with the New Orleans Saints. What does that lead? Um, I understand there's a lot of people out there that may think Jadavian Clowney makes sense. Um, you know, it, there are plenty of guys out there, honestly. Bryce Callahan just uh, was signed by the Chargers. He's somebody that was rumored to be an option for the Rams. But at the end of the day, folks, I think when you really look at what the Rams are doing, going out and getting Troy Hill, then having the draft that they did, which in my opinion was at least a B. Uh, if you want to be pessimistic, it was a B minus. But I think really, if you're being an optimist, it was a B plus. Um, considering the fact they didn't pick until 104, they go out and they get, in my opinion, a plug and play starting right guard and Logan Bruss. Uh, then fourth round, they get to Kobe Durant, uh, who is, you know, I think going to come right away and uh, compete for a spot potentially as the nickel corner. So you look at those two. And then I think on top of that, you know, you get uh, Kyron Williams in the fifth, who I think has a chance to potentially be an RB1 in the future. If, you know, Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson have any sort of issues along the way. But either way, you're getting a really good back that I think is going to add to that running back room. Sixth round, you get Quinton Lake out of UCLA, a guy that I think is very similar to John Johnson and Jordan Fuller, somebody that could start sooner than later, which helps when you have Nick Scott and Taylor Rapp on contract years. You get, um, of course, Darion Kendrick with the literally the next pick, a guy that has played in big-time games at a big-time program in Georgia, winning a national title. Sure, he was dismissed from the Clemson program, but he went over to Georgia, was a big-time contributor, had two interceptions in the semifinal game to put them in the finals uh, against Michigan. And uh, then you had a bunch of picks in the seventh where, you know, you look at going out and getting value and not just value, but, you know, high potential, high upside type of guy. And Daniel Hardy, the edge defender from Montana state, who uh, was fantastic this past season, really put it all together. Um, you know, might be able to give him some time when you have Terrell Lewis and you have, uh, Justin Hollins and Leonard Floyd and of course Chris Garrett so you might be able to kind of go with the the long route with him and then the next two picks uh you know you have Russ Yeast who is probably going to offer some special teams upside and uh potential you know safety help and on top of that AJR Curie out of Michigan State was the second to last pick in the entire draft who is somebody that I think uh can someday work his way into being a starter at right tackle. I think right now he's a developmental uh, starting offensive tackle. So there are a lot of good picks for the Rams. Obviously, we know the trade for Troy Hill. But what else could be on the horizon for the LA Rams? Are they done making moves? Are they done adding on to this roster? Is this it? They added some intriguing UDFAs. Talk about a Jake Hummel from... Iowa State, a guy that I had a six-round grade on, linebacker. I think he has a chance to push Christian Roseboom. I think he has a chance to make the 53-man roster. But furthermore, not just him. I think you would also look at the guy that they just announced, Lance McCutcheon, the wide receiver out of Montana State, who I think has a chance to push the wide receiver room a little bit. And at the very least, I expect him to be on the practice squad. So now that we have UDFA, we have the draft, and we have the Troy Hill trade. Is there anything else that can come out of this? Interesting question. If anyone would like to speak at any point during this, uh, please be sure to call in. Obviously, that is the big perk of these shows is that you can call in and I can bring you on as guest. But if you are not interested, then just kick back, relax, maybe grab uh, a beverage and just enjoy. So let's dive right into the topic at hand. Are the Rams done making moves? Point blank. That does not have a time limit on it. 
I'm not asking, are the Rams done making moves this offseason? I'm not asking, are the Rams done making moves for the year? I'm just keeping it open. Are the Rams done making moves? Well, I think there is definitely a move on the horizon when you look towards the season. I think when you get closer to the season, maybe potentially during the season, you are going to see evaluation from the Rams. They're going to decide whether or not their edge defense is enough. And I think if Justin Hollins looks as good as he did, you know, at the beginning of last year, they might not bother. But if he doesn't, and he is not anywhere near as good as what Von Miller provided last year, then don't be surprised if the Rams do dig into that trade market. Because I think that is definitely possible. I will not rule that out for a second. I think there are plenty of guys out there that they could go after. I know there have got there are guys that they've mentioned, um, you know, guys that have been mentioned by fans. I'm not necessarily going to say that Brian Burns is an option, a young pass rusher that I would love to have. I don't think he's an option, but there are certainly other guys out there. I mean, not long ago, we were talking about Daniel Hunter as a potential option, and we'll see if the Vikings still keep him, but there was an uncertainty about keeping him. You know, I think with the Rams, if you look at their offseason, have they done enough? I think they have. I understand they didn't get Stephon Gilmore. I understand they didn't get Honey Badger. But this team is loaded in the secondary with potential. I understand potential isn't necessarily, you know, plug-and-play talent. I understand it's not stardom necessarily, but it could be the path to stardom. And I think when you look at, you know, their secondary as it stands right now with Jalen Ramsey and David Long and, uh, you know, obviously losing Darius Williams, replacing him with Jacoby Durant, going out and getting Darion Kendrick, you know, of course, Robert Rochelle, who's a fourth-round pick last year. Both Kendrick and Rochelle are former wide receivers in their own right. So the potential's there for them to really develop. And that is exciting. That's an exciting uh, standpoint there for the Rams, is that you're getting guys that typically, you know, they know the position now because they're learning the position. And yes, there's a lot of room for improvement there, but they also know it from a different perspective because they have been the receiver that they're trying to defend. So that's always nice to have. On top of that, um, yeah, they added some UDFAs. I don't think any of the UDFAs, if I'm being brutally honest, are going to come close to making the roster at corner. I just don't, uh, you know, I don't think they went after any of the top UDFAs for that reason. I think they feel good about their corners. They also had Troy Hill, like I said. I think he's going to be huge for them. And then the safety room, you got Rapp, Scott, you have Fuller, Burgess, you had Quentin Lake, you had Russ Yeast. And then you have some other guys, I think, in the UDFA room where, I mean, Daniel Isom, I think, you know, obviously somebody that started at Washington State, um, you know, good program, Pac-12. Obviously, you got to give him his props there. I, I don't know if that necessarily amounts to him making the roster. I think it's a little loaded, but uh, he is definitely an interesting candidate. But my point here is that the secondary is loaded right now. So even though they didn't get Tyron Matthew, even though they didn't get Stephon Gilmore, and I know James Bradbury is potentially going to get cut by the New York Giants. No, I don't think the Rams are going to go after James Bradbury because I think for the first time in a while, the Rams feel really good about the DB room. And that's from safety to corner. Yeah, like I said, they didn't go out. They didn't get Gilmore. They didn't get Tyron Matthew. They might not even end up getting Brad. I, I don't think they will get Bradbury. But my point here is that they really believe in their coaching staff. And I think the way the league is going, you know, when you're having to defend guys like Debo Samuel, you're having to defend guys like Marquise Brown and, um, you know, Rondell Moore and Tyler Lockett, guys like that, Brandon Ayuk. I feel like it's more important than ever to have guys that can cover and not just, you know, cover downfield, but cover the short and intermediate game. And going out and getting the, you know, stockier, the quicker-footed corners, you know, like a Jacoby Durant, I think made a lot of sense. So it may not be the high-profile signing of getting a Stephon Gilmore. It may not be Tyron Matthew. But at the end of the day, I think what the Rams did was the right move. 
they went after guys in the draft. They're building for the draft. They're getting guys that they know can can play right away. Jacoby Durant can compete right away. And I think he is going to be huge against guys like Debo Samuel. He's going to eat away that quick slant. And then you want to talk about the secondary and look at Quentin Lake. You have a guy in your division by the name of George Kittle. You also have Noah Fant. You have Zach Ertz. Hell, Trey McBride is now in your division. If you're playing those guys twice a year, you need a guy that's going to be able to match up. Sure, I think Jordan Fuller can do that. But I think now, more than ever, they just added a guy by the name of Quentin Lake, who I think is 100% capable of being that guy. And before you laugh, Quentin Lake would not be the first time a sixth-round safety got some playing time on the defense. Keep in mind, Jordan Fuller went straight from sixth round to starter just right through one camp. Never rule it out. So I'm looking at this team right now. We're checking the box off for secondary. I understand, again, big names. They're fun. It would have been nice to have Stephon Gilmore across from Jalen Ramsey. But now he's in Indy. Bradbury's probably not coming to the Rams, even though he is going to get released in all likelihood. And Matthew, you're going to have to play you know, he's going to be on the Saints. So, basically, I feel really good about the secondary. I don't see any moves being made there. You look at linebacker. Let's move on to linebacker. The big move the Rams made, the marquee move, the, you know, the headline-grabbing move, was going out and getting Bobby Wagner. Now, I understand some were against this move, um, I, I don't understand as to why, but I know some people were against this move. Um, there was kind of an explanation thrown at me. I, I believe a few times I heard things like it could stunt Ernest Jones growth. Traven Howard gets the raw deal. Traven Howard's still going to play. You know, he's still going to have his opportunities. But going out and getting Bobby Wagner was key. You're going to get a leader in that locker room. You know, you're going to get a guy that is a tackling machine, can help you in coverage, very athletic, still is one of the best linebackers in all of football. To me, that was a no-brainer. So you go out, you get Bobby Wagner. You have Ernest Jones, who literally just started in the Super Bowl. Now your third linebacker is Traven Howard. Okay, Christian Roseboom is your fourth guy, offers a ton of presence on special teams, and you signed, in my opinion, a top-tier UDFA in Jake Hummel out of Iowa State, a captain in his own right, a guy that I think someday could challenge for some playing time, but I think he definitely has a chance to make this 53. Now, if you're sitting there saying, okay, Jake Hummel and Christian Roseboom could be upgraded, I'm not going to lie to you. They could. Troy Reader, I believe, is now with the Chargers, so that rules him out. So in reality, I mean, there's not really a ton of guys out there. And it is the linebacker position, a position where the Rams don't typically spend a lot of money on. So are the Rams going to go out and make a big trade, a big move for a linebacker? No, they're not. So I would check the box off in the linebacker room, check the box off at the secondary, and we move on to the defensive line here. And I will say this right now. I know people want Akeem Hicks. I know people like the idea of going out and getting defensive linemen. The Rams feel pretty good about what they have with Greg Gaines, who, again, is on a contract year. But they, they have him. They have Sean Robinson. They have Aaron Donald. They've gotten some great contributions out of guys that they developed in-house. You talk about it, Jonah Williams, Michael Hoyt. I mean, Marquise Copeland literally had an, an uh, interception in the, the playoffs against the Cardinals. These guys have developed, but there's other guys there. They drafted Bobby Brown the third in the fourth round. They love his skill set. He's a young guy. He's only 22 years old. This is somebody that they definitely envision to take over one of those roles, whether they are able to bring back Greg Gaines or not. He's going to take over either Greg Gaines or Ashawn Robinson's role. They're keeping one of those guys. I would imagine they're going to try to keep Gaines over Robinson. But I would be very shocked if they lost them both. So the, that, that begs the question. Do they go out and make a, a blockbuster move at defensive line? No, I, I don't think they do. So then you 
you cross them out, you cross linebacker, you cross safety and corner, and then you go to edge. So edge here, you know, you, you draft Daniel Hardy, who I think is more of a project, has a chance to be really good in two, three years, but he is not going to get a ton of playing time right off the rip, I don't think. Maybe he does, who knows? But I, I'm not putting money on that. Then you have Chris Garrett, who seemed like a project, but he's not as athletic as Daniel Hardy. However, he had a fantastic preseason last year. So keep that in mind. So you have those two guys. You have Justin Hollins, who is a free agent after this season. Keep that in mind. Okoronkwa signed with Houston, so you don't have him anymore. Terrell Lewis, I mean, he was a healthy scratch last year, so we'll see where they are on him. And Leonard Floyd is his plug-and-play, borderline star as it gets for a pass rusher. So you have to feel really good about Leonard Floyd. I trust Justin Hollins. I trust having him, Lewis, Garrett. They could add another guy. I don't think Clowney's in the cards. I don't think he really fits their defense. But he's somebody that's been mentioned. I'm going to say that, again, midseason is when this team is likely going to go after somebody like that. Midseason. I don't see it happening now. But midseason, definitely watch out for the Rams to make a move. Because I, I know Jordan Rodriguez pointed out, I've been saying it over and over again, this team is always looking to get better and do the right thing. And just, they want to win Super Bowls. I mean, that that's the goal here. You know, if you're not trying to win Super Bowls when you're this talented, what are you doing? So, you know, I, I would probably just go right through it, right? The Bills, you're not going to trade for anybody there. They're not going to give anybody up, right? Because they're going to be a team that is in it until the end. I have them going to the Super Bowl and playing the Rams. So the Bills just aren't, they're not an option. So then you look, and you're like, okay, well, the Bills aren't an option. So what about the Miami Dolphins? Does Emmanuel Ogba fit this team at 275 pounds? I don't really think so. So he doesn't really fit. You look at who they have. You know, Obviously, Jalen Phillips is a, a draft pick. They're probably not trading him. So there's not really anybody on this team that the Rams would go after. So then you look, okay, New England, sticking with the AFC East. Is there anybody? I think this is intriguing because they have Matthew Judon. Okay, Matthew Judon. They add guys like Ronnie Perkins in the third round in 2021. So that is intriguing. But... I need to know where they're at as far as the pass rushers. And if they're not having a good year, maybe their second round pick in 2020 out of Michigan, Josh Uche becomes available. And if that's the case, maybe the Rams are interested. That could be interesting. Maybe even Matthew Judon, depending on how bad the Patriots are this year. I don't think they're going to be bad, but those are names to keep in mind. Okay, we move on to the Jets. Carl Lawson, I think, is the number one uh, name that has to come to mind here. I know they just had Jermaine Johnson uh, the second, but hear me out when I say J Carl Lawson missed the entire season last year due to an injury, so he's still not played for this team, okay? I'm not saying the Jets will look to get rid of him, but they do have a 2020 third-round pick in Jabari Zaniga. They have Hamilcar Rashid, Bradley and I. Those are two you know, high-profile UDFAs that are on the roster. They have guys like that where I could sit there and think, okay, maybe it's not likely, but eh, keep an eye on the Jets. Maybe Carl Lawson becomes available. They had Jacob Martin in free agency. Who knows there? All right, let's go to the other East, the NFC East. Could the Cowboys be in, you know, an interest here? Probably not because the Cowboys will be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think that they'll be trading anybody. But if they do, there's Dante Fowler. I mean, they signed him, but maybe it doesn't work out. Dante Fowler potentially is an option. They signed, or they drafted Sam Williams in uh, the second round of this draft. They drafted Chauncey Golston last year in the third round. They drafted Dorrance Armstrong in 2018 in the fourth round. Maybe Armstrong is available. 
Demarcus Lawrence, probably not, I would imagine. So then he moved on to the Giants. The Giants have a really good year, then they're probably not in the mix. But they do have some interesting talent here. You got Aziz Ojolari, a second-round pick last year. Kayvon Thibodeau, a uh, first-round uh, first pick this year. He wouldn't be, obviously, in the mix. But you have Quincy Roche, who they got from Pittsburgh. Ellerson Smith, a fourth-round pick from 2021. Uh, Cam Brown, the talented and the very athletic but raw uh, Cam Brown out of Penn State, sixth-round pick in 2020. So you have some guys. You know, I'm not saying they're they're big time names, um, but there there's some guys here. Maybe you know a guy like Ellerson Smith becomes a possibility. I know he's a 2021 pick, but this is also a newer regime, so that's somebody to keep in mind. So then, okay, looked at that. So let's move on, right? We'll stay with stay in the East, and we will go to the Eagles because look, the Eagles they could very well be very good this year, but they could also not be. And if they're not in a good position, Derek Barnett does become a potential trade target. Uh, Hassan Reddick does not. They just signed him. I'd be shocked if they traded him or would, were ever interested in trading a guy they just picked up. But you look at, you know, a guy like that in, you know, in my opinion, I think Derek Barnett would be able to be had if they had kind of a rough year. You know, that's somebody you might be able to acquire. You go to Washington. Okay. Um, you know, they have Montez Sweat. I don't think he'd be very available, but maybe. Chase Young, depending on the uh, price tag, maybe not now because the Rams wouldn't have a pick until uh, 2024 to trade away. But, you know, Chase Young, if, if Washington was willing to give him up, the Rams could be interested. Maybe look for that trade after Aaron Donald retires if it comes anytime soon. Montez Sweat, I don't really see. But hey, if this Washington team falls off a cliff, really struggles this year, maybe they do trade a guy like Montez Sweat. and Maybe the Rams are interested. Again, interesting options. Guys that maybe don't make a ton of sense. I think Barnett, of all the guys that we were talking about, makes the most sense. Maybe Uche. The Patriots have already gone ahead and traded away. Uh, you know, one of those Michigan pass rushers, um, Winovich, so... I guess anything's possible there. Then you look at the Ravens and, you know, they have guys like Odafe away. They drafted David Ajabo. He's probably going to miss the entire season. They have Tyus Bowser could be an interesting option. Jalen Ferguson, because here's the thing, folks, when you're thinking about it, all of these pass rushers, you know, when you're going out and you're trying to trade for these guys, you have pro scouts. And pro scouts are telling you, they're in your ear and saying, you know what, we can get this guy, we can coach this guy up, this guy fits what we can do. Just because he hasn't been a great NFL pro doesn't mean we wouldn't be interested. And so I look at a guy like Tyus Bowser, maybe, you know, he, you know, Tyus Bowser in the Rams system, maybe, you know, he ends up working out. Same thing with Jalen Ferguson, he's been a little bit of a disappointment uh, for the Ravens. So we move on, we go to Cincinnati here, and I feel like it would be weird uh, you know, training with the Super Bowl rival. But, you know, Cincinnati could be an option. Sam Hubbard maybe doesn't fit. Cameron Sample, uh, fourth-round pick from 2021. Who knows, you know. But, I mean, there are guys. You know, I, I don't think Trey Hendrickson is the guy that they would trade away. But, you know, maybe to make up some room, they trade away, you know, Joseph Asai, uh, a 2021 third-round pick or somebody like that. Noah Spence is there. They added Jeffrey Gunter. You know, you're just naming guys at this point just to see, like, what would make sense for the Rams. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're going through. We're trying to make a little bit of a list and try to figure out what would make sense for the Rams. The Browns, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Chase Winovich, he was actually traded to the Browns. He's with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's not going anywhere. You know, he's, he's just not. But they did go out and get Alex Wright. Uh, so, you know, maybe Winovich, who they did trade for, maybe they trade him again, depending on how well they do this year. Um, not super high on the Browns, but, you know, who knows? Pittsburgh, uh, interesting team here. Obviously, they're not trading T.J. Watt, right? They're just not doing that. Alex Highsmith, Derek Tuska, maybe any of those guys become options. Who knows, depending on, you know, their, how their season goes. I don't think so, but again, their name's out there. You go to the NFC North, the Bears here. Uh, Travis Gibson coming off a really good season, uh, you know, 2025th round pick. Robert Quinn. So this is one of those names where I think Robert Quinn 
is in that same tier as Derek Barnett as a possibility. Um, Robert Quinn, I mean, you're not going to get a Von Miller-level guy, I don't think, this time around. Maybe, uh, but I I don't know. I, I don't really think so. We're about halfway through the teams right now, and the two main guys I would say are options are Robert Quinn and Barnett. And I would take Quinn. I'm not really a huge fan of Barnett, but I could see it. Uh, Quinn, because, well, this team could be, you know, they, they might not realize it yet, but they might very well be um, not tanking, but rebuilding. And they might be in the delusional offseason phase where they don't realize where they're at as a team. So that's a team to watch there. Uh, you look at the Lions here. I know they added Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Pascal. Uh, they have a 2019 fourth round pick in Austin Bryant, who really hasn't done anything. So I don't know what he would offer for the Rams. But since they did add those two, they have Charles Harris. Interesting there. He has some experience playing in, uh, you know, you look at the, obviously with, um, you know, the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. So Charles Harris there from his time in Atlanta. They have both Aquaras, uh, Romeo and Julian. I think Romeo Aquara would be interesting uh, for the Rams. Uh, He's 26 years old. If they could somehow get him, because I do know that, you know, he was eventually signed. Um, He was signed to a long-term deal. He's an interesting one here where I think he could help out. I think he's pretty underrated. Good player, good talent. Julian Aquara is a young guy who hasn't really had an opportunity to shine. So, I mean, the Lions are interesting. I don't know if I'd put Aquara in the same category as a Barnett or a Quinn, but I do think that he's worth, you know, keeping an eye on. Um, then you look at Green Bay, and I would be very shocked to see Green Bay trading with the Rams uh, because I think that they're both going to be competing, obviously. But if they do, then maybe you look at a guy like Preston Smith, and maybe if they're trading, that means that Green Bay didn't have – they had more of a worst-case scenario type of season. Um, and if that's the case, then you know they added Jonathan Garvin, seventh round of 2020. They have Rashawn Gary. Uh, they added uh, Kingsley and Agbar. Um, so they have some guys here. Maybe they try to move that contract to Preston Smith and, you know, go from there again, not really a big option there. I'm thinking right now I would lean towards Robert Quinn and Barnett. You go to the Vikings. I'm going to put them in here. Um, maybe not super affordable, but I'm going to say, well, I'm going to put them both Zadarius Smith and I'm going to say Daniel Hunter, um, our options, maybe even DJ Wonham, who I thought played pretty well, a uh, fourth round pick out of 2020 for the Vikings, I thought played pretty well. Um, he could be an option, you know, depending on how well the uh, the new regime, you know, if they like him or not. So I'll put I'll put Wonham in there with Quinn and I'll say he's with there with Quinn and Barnett um, as far as trade candidacy. So then you look at the Texans and I mean, we already saw one trade where one guy kind of regretted his decision. The Rams wanted him. They needed him. So they went out and they got Troy Hill back. Maybe we could see the Rams trade for Okoronkwo back, uh, depending on how that whole thing works out. He's in Houston. He's going to get an opportunity for playing time. But, you know, I would not say 100%, you know, on a one-year deal, I would not rule it out if Okoronkwo would want to come back, if the Rams wanted him back, all of that, maybe they could go and and work out a trade. So he's somebody I'll put in that list just because the Rams have already shown that they're not afraid to go and trade for guys that they've already had in the past. Uh, Then you look at the Colts. Colts are obviously a team trying to win. Um, You know, you look at Yannick Ngakwe going out and getting him. You know, you have Quiddy Pay. Obviously, those two are going to start. Then you have Dio Adenigbo, who's a second-round pick in 2021. You have Taekwon Lewis, who is kind of a bust at this point, uh, second-round pick in 2018. You have Ben Bonogo, who is a second-round pick in 2019. So this is really where you would want to see if the pro scouts have any sort of interest in these guys. If they feel like Taekwon Lewis has been you know, kind of held back by the coaching, they feel like they can get something out of him, Maybe they try to, you know, put something together, get him for cheap, and bring him in the rotation. Ben Minogo, same thing. For the most part, though, I don't think that there's really anybody here that you would really want if you're the Rams. Um, Maybe you have him on a list, but not anybody that you're going to go out and actually make the trade for. Just guys that you might talk about in internal discussions within the organization. So then you move on, and you have Josh Allen. 
uh, for the uh, Jaguars. Obviously, fantastic pass rusher. He's not going anywhere. Caleb on Chason, likely not going anywhere. They added Trayvon Walker, though, and they added Arden Key. And they do have Jameer Jones, who the Rams had. So there are some guys here, especially Jordan Smith, a fourth-round pick in 2021, where, you know, maybe the Rams kick the tires and trying to go out and acquire Caleb on chase on. Who knows? I mean, if this team is not competitive, then maybe they're open to trading him since they'll have uh, Trevon Walker and they'll have uh, Josh Allen. I'm not saying they will, but maybe maybe they'd be interested in that. Dwayne Smoot as well, third round pick in 2017. I'm not putting him in our tier, <clears throat> our uh, exclusive list, if you will, but you know, maybe maybe there are options. We move on to Tennessee here in the AFC South, and they have some players here. They got Bud Dupree, be a lot of money. They'd have to eat a lot of that. Harold Landry, I think they feel pretty good. They feel like they're a Super Bowl contender. Ola Adenije, uh, they added Justin Lawler. You know, at the end of the day, Rashad Weaver. They could probably add another outside linebacker for depth, but this is not a team I see trading away, so I'm going to probably rule the Titans out completely. Uh, then you look at Atlanta, the Falcons. You know, you have Lorenzo Carter, who you get from the Giants. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, there's maybe some potential there. Maybe they got him. You know, he, he doesn't do well. They or you know, they don't do well. They trade him away. Maybe try to get something for him. Who knows? They, you know, drafted D'Angelo Malone. They have Quentin Bell. Uh, who won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They drafted Arnold and Bichetti. <clears throat> so there are some guys here that makes you wonder, you know, Jordan Brailford, that, okay, you know, maybe they might be interested in Lorenzo Carter type of guy. Who knows? Um, I'm not going to put him in our list, but again, a name to watch. Carolina is very interesting here because everyone is talking about Brian Burns. And I'm thinking about it now. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on Brian Burns. He's 24 years old. I personally would never trade him away. I think he's one of the best pass rushers in football. But if push came to shove, Brian Burns, he's going to be, well, he's at least a free agent after the season if they don't tag him. So I believe they've done the fifth-year option, if I'm not mistaken, with Brian Burns, but if they haven't, then he is going to be a free agent. And I'm I'm very curious. I'm going to look that up right now. Um, I'd be shocked if they didn't. They did pick up his fifteen his uh, fifth year option, so he will be a free agent after next year. But p- potentially, maybe you have a really bad year that you're just like, all right, we're going to blow this up, and you're willing to trade Brian Burns for you know picks. Well, I think the Rams would definitely be in play for that. They did add a Yeter Gross Matos, uh, obviously. You know, they, they added Brandon Smith. Um, I don't really love what they have. You know, they drafted Amare Barno. They have Vizier Kamara, Marquise Haynes. I'm not saying that they should, but if all else fails and this team isn't competitive, okay, Brian Burns, I think, is more of a potential uh, trade candidate than maybe I gave it credit for initially. I'm still not putting him in that tier of Barnett and Quinn, um, you know, maybe Lorenzo Carter, but, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt there. So, the Saints, say everything goes wrong in New Orleans. Doesn't work out the way they're expecting, right? Well, you have Marcus Davenport, you have Jordan Cameron, or Cameron Jordan. I don't think Cameron Jordan would be available. I think he's probably going to retire there. You have Peyton Turner. You have Taco Charlton, you have Carl Granderson, Tano Passano. So this becomes a little interesting, right? Because Marcus Davenport, I think, is 100% a target here. You know, he gets his first, he gets his fifth year option picked up. He will be a free agent after this season. So with that said, if that's the case, then yeah, I think the Rams could be interested if the Saints season goes awry. I don't think that they're going to go after Cameron Jordan. He just doesn't fit what they're looking for, um, you know, as far as archetype. Would love Peyton Turner, but they wouldn't trade him away. Dude's 23 years old. So they're going to trade anyone away. It would probably be, uh, you know, an old 
you know, a player that I really liked watching in Marcus Davenport, a guy that I had a really high grade on coming out of the draft out of UTSA. And I'm going to put him in that tier, folks. I'm not saying the Saints will be bad, but I'm going to put Marcus Davenport in that Robert Quinn, in the Derek Barnett tier of guys that maybe they could go after and trade for. I'm going to say it right now. I wouldn't be shocked if they, they end up making that trade. All right, so you got Tampa Bay. I would not expect Tampa to actually trade with the Rams, but if they were, you know, Joe Tryon Shoyanka is not going anywhere. Say it's a really lost season for the Bucs. Uh, I don't really see much depth at, you know, that position at edge. But if they were going to trade anyone, I guess it would be Shaq Barrett to get the contract off the books. But that's the only one I could see. I'm not going to put anybody in the tier, but figured I would mention that. All right, we move on to Denver. Could the Rams trade for another pass rusher from Denver? I'm going to say potentially. And that player is none other than Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is an intriguing one here because they did pick up his fifth-year option. He will be a free agent after the end of the season, so kind of same thing applies here. They signed Randy Gregory to a long-term deal. They they drafted Nick Benito in the second round. They have Jonathan Cooper, a seventh-round pick, who they like out of the 2021 draft. So there are guys here, and it does become interesting because they do like Malik Reed, the UDFA who's been on their team for a minute now. And you start to wonder, adding Christopher Allen as a UDFA, you maybe don't bring Bradley Chubb back. Maybe the Rams are interested. And all of a sudden, now I think you can put him in that tier. And the tier of guys that I'm looking at, uh, guys that I think if their seasons go wrong or whatever, and the Rams are looking to go out and get an edge, you're looking at Bradley Chubb. You're looking at Robert Quinn. You're looking at Derek Barnett, and you're looking at Marcus Davenport. We've gone through almost the whole entire league, and those are the guys that I've said so far. So we're almost done here. Kansas City. What could the Rams get from Kansas City? Could they train anyone? you got Frank Clark, Joshua Kando. I don't really see anybody here that they would be interested in training. George Karloftis, they added. There's not just really there's not really anybody in Kansas City that would make any sense for the Rams, so I would just pass on them outright. So we move on to Vegas. Anybody that they could trade? Well, if they have a bad year, I don't think Max Crosby is going to be available no matter what. Maybe Chandler Jones, depending, but I I still don't think so. Kyler Fackrell is not really a big deal. Maybe they go after a guy who's had his uh you know he's had his uh, fifth year option declined, and that is Cleveland Farrell. Maybe they look at him and say, you know what? Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson, we had a really high grade on. We respect the Raiders, but we don't feel like they gave him a great chance. He didn't develop there. We feel like he would be a better fit for us. I'm going to put Cleveland Farrell in that discussion. I understand he's not Von Miller. I understand people would expect that the Rams do go after an edge. They're going to go after a big-time name. And maybe that's true. But I'll say this, if they feel, and again, it goes back to guys like John McKay, who is, I believe, I believe he still is the head of NFL or Rams, uh, you know, pro scouting. If you look at your pro scouts and your pro scouts are telling you they're scouting Cleveland Farrell during the season and they're saying this guy does not get a shot. You know, he's got Crosby ahead of him. He's got Chandler Jones ahead of him. Why don't we go out, we throw a pick for him, and he's going to start on our, our, you know, defensive line. This is a guy that can easily make a play at edge. And then you go, okay, well, let's do it. That's how you find guys like Austin Corbett. That was, you know, pro scouting is very real in the NFL. What is the common misconception, folks, is that once the draft is over, the scouting is in. That's it. These guys are always scouting. We know it because baseball scouts are the same way, but baseball scouts are more thrown out there. If you're watching a baseball game, you could probably see a scout during the broadcast they'll highlight during trade deadline season because they're scouting minor league pitchers. They're scouting starters. They're scouting guys that they might want to trade for. It's the same thing in the NFL. 
So I'm not saying Cleveland Farrell's the best. I'm not saying I would even want him, but I can absolutely say that I'm going to put him on this list because I think he makes sense because there has to be a reason why the Raiders would trade him. And the Raiders would trade him, simply put, they have declined his fifth-year option. He's a free agent at the end of the season. The Rams trade for any of these pass rushers, make no mistake about it. It's going to be a guy that's probably on an expiring contract. It's probably going to be a guy that, you know, isn't coming back. It's going to be like a one-year rental. So anyway, we move on. The Chargers, any interest there? Bosa, no. Khalil Mack, no. Amike Agbule, I don't really see that. Chris Rump, maybe. I, I don't I don't think so. Uh, you know, and then you look at the other guys, Jamal Davis, no. So I'm going to say no here. I don't think the Chargers are a fit, you know, as far as trading away an edge for the Rams. So then you go to the NFC West and uh, rare intra-divisional trades. I just don't really see happening, but I guess we'll look at it anyway. You know, maybe Marcus Golden from the Arizona, depending on how that season goes and how well Cameron Thomas does. You know, they did add uh, Victor DeMukeji in the draft last year in the sixth round. So maybe they do trade the veteran Marcus Golden, who is from the St. Louis area. I'm sure he was a Rams fan at one point. Uh, he went to Mizzou, so uh, maybe they, they trade him. The Niners, I, I can't imagine them trading anybody. The Rams, but D Ford is there. Nick Bose is there. I think those guys would be good. Sam Sibukam, I don't think they trade for. Drake Jackson, I don't think they trade for. So maybe like a, you know, Kamoko Torre, Kerry Hyder, Charles Amenahue, uh, you know, Jordan Willis. I don't see it. I'm going to say, nope, they wouldn't do that. And then Seattle, this last one here. Would the Rams be interested in any of these guys? I mean, you look, you start off with LJ Collier, who's going to be a free agent after this season. Perhaps maybe they look at him and have interest in him. Uh, Daryl Taylor's going to start, so I don't think he'd be an option. Alton Robinson's a fifth rounder from 2020. Um, so, I mean, he might add something to the rotation. I'm willing to bet LJ Collier is a guy that maybe a pro scout has gone on record and said, you know what, LJ Collier was in the room. I think we could get some good stuff out of him. And it's the same deal with Cleveland Farrell. So at the end of the day, folks, I've come to the conclusion that the only guys that I could see the Rams really going after as far as edge help right now before the season, because things will change. Things will fall into place. Things will fall apart. It's how the NFL works. But preseason, Robert Quinn of the Bears, Daniil Hunter from the Vikings, because I'm not ruling that out, eventually happening down the road. The Saints with Marcus Davenport. The Eagles with Derek Barnett. And I'll throw in Cleveland Farrell of the Las Vegas Raiders. And last but not least, I'm going to say LJ Collier, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, I think, is going to be a better team than people give credit for, but I don't necessarily think they're going to be good enough where we're sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, this team is is playoff contender now. So because of that, I think they might be able to, to get a guy like LJ Collier. Again, folks, a lot of this comes down to the pro scouts. If the pro scouts are sitting there like, yeah, we can get the most out of this guy, the Rams will pull the trigger. They have no issue doing that. But that does it for the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to touch on the offensive side, and we'll wrap this thing up. But again, in case of you know any of you that missed it, we talked about the secondary. I don't think the Rams target anybody in the secondary. I think they're done. I think they're done at linebacker. I think they're done at defensive line. Edge, I definitely think that they are not done, and I think that they could go after one of those six guys I mentioned, whether it be Quinn, whether it be... Uh, you know, you look at um, Farrell from the, the Raiders, Barnett from the Eagles, as I previously mentioned, Davenport from the Saints, Collier uh, from Seattle, you know, any of those guys. Um, you know, so I, I think that they're, they're open for business at the edge spot. So let's look at the offense. Quarterback, could they go out and get anybody? Well, I would not be surprised if they look at a guy like, you know, Jordan Talmu or, or Kyle Slaughter in the USFL. Keep in mind, their backup quarterback and John Wolford did get his job 
by playing in the AAF for the Arizona Hotshots, the Rams following the AAF, watching and scouting, and eventually signing him to a contract. So they've already shown that they're not afraid to sign guys out of the spring league. Also wouldn't rule out Luis Perez as well, who's already been on the team. Um, Would those guys be the backups? Probably not. Maybe they would. I don't know. I think Kyle Sloter is incredibly talented, and I just think he hasn't gotten the right, you know, role. Uh, But, you know, could they go after a quarterback there? Yeah, I I won't say that they're done at quarterback. They're probably going to add a camp arm at some point uh, because, you know, you don't want those guys playing in preseason. Like if if Bryce Perkins goes down or something like you, you don't want Wolford coming in if he is the go to backup. So I think there would be a a, a camp arm thrown in there. Um, so there, I don't think they're done at quarterback or edge. I think edge will be mid season, probably a mid season trade deadline trade, uh, quarterback. I don't think it's done. Then we look at running back. I think running back is set in stone folks. I understand there are people that want Saquon Barkley. I'm just going to be real with you. There's no way that the giants are trying Saquon Barkley. There's just none. I don't think the giants ever were. I don't know where that those rumors came from, but they're, they're not trading Saquon Barkley. And the Rams have a really good running back room now. They added Kyron Williams. You know, they have Daryl Henderson. They have Cam Akers. I, I feel really good about their running backs. They they don't need Saquon Barkley. Um, so that's out of the equation. I think they're good at running back. Maybe they add a guy, camp running back or whatever. But for the most part, I think they're good there. Um, like I said, they could add a quarterback. Then you look at receiver. They added Lance McCutcheon out of Montana State as a UDFA. I think he can, you know, test guys like say you know a jj koski or you know a landon acres or somebody like that uh, you know, as far as practice squad is concerned but for the most part i think the receivers that feel good about i mean you know obj i think will be back i think they'll sign him at some point during the offseason you know maybe a little bit after training camp or something like that but i think he'll be back uh he won't play day one so you know, you will be without him, but that'll be okay because you'll have Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. Uh, you'll have uh, Jacob Harris. So th- there's a lot of guys there. Ben Skoranek, obviously. Um, and then Brandon Powell, uh, who obviously has to be on the team because he's the returner. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to work with there. I don't think that they're going to delve into that receiver room. I know some people want Julio Jones. I don't think Julio Jones makes any sort of sense for, you know, what they have. So, I'm going to pass on on Julio Jones there. Um, and then, you know, okay, so you look, yeah, Julio Jones, uh, probably not going to be an option. Yeah, I think the receivers are good. Then tight ends, right? So you have Tyler Higby, you have Bryson Hopkins, you have Kendall Blanton, uh, you added Roger Carter, who is a tight end, fullback hybrid uh, from Georgia State. You know, you added him in UDFA. And uh, you went out and you got that uh, Pettigrew kid, um, that I just heard about. He's super raw. He he's if he makes the roster, um, that would be something. But he is very raw. I'm not expecting Pettigrew to come in and right off the rip, you know, have significant role. Uh, he is probably a practice squad candidate, like a Kyle Markway or somebody like that. Um, but that is going to be the the way for the Rams. I don't think they're going to bother with tight end. I think they feel they have a lot of talent there. I know that they've teased in the past going after Ertz. I know they've teased in the past uh, going after Rudolph, uh, you know, Eifert. They've they've teased going after those type of tight ends, but I think they feel pretty good about where they're at right now. Uh, Then you look at offensive line. And offensive line is one of those things where I think cut day, you might start to see some shifting. The Rams might utilize the waivers during cut day. Uh, or at post-cut day, I think they might utilize waivers to kind of mold the room a little bit. When you have a high grade on these guys, they get away from you in the draft and then they get cut, you know, you are inclined to go after them. And the Rams have done this in the past. They did it with Blake Countess. They did it with uh, Raymond Calais. They did it with Marquise Christian or Marquis Christian. Um, you know, they've done it with multiple players in the past. So I wouldn't rule that out. But for the most part, I think they're pretty good is where I'm getting at here, folks. Uh, I think the only thing that you can really expect at this point, I think that they're going to look at trading for a pass rusher midseason. I don't think they're going to sign Jadavian Clowney or acquire anybody like that. And then I think at quarterback, they could be looking at the USFL, 
seeing maybe a Brian Scott, maybe, you know, Sloter, maybe Te'amu, uh, Luis Perez, somebody like that, um, to add to the quarterback room, add some competition to Perkins and Wolford. Um, I wouldn't rule out a trade either. And, and that's, I think, the safety room you feel good about, but at the same time, you know, you have a lot of depth to the point where you're not going to be able to keep six safeties. So if you want everybody on, you know, this draft class to make the roster, it's going to be some tough cuts. And so I think, you know, maybe you take into account kind of like what we were talking about with Farrell and, uh, you know, somebody like, say, LJ Collier, who are on their final seasons of their contracts. Maybe you take into account, okay, well, Nick Scott was drafted in the same draft as Taylor Rapp. We've kind of taken a liking to Nick Scott more than Taylor Rapp. We think we can get some value for Rapp, so we're going to trade him now. And, you know, that'll be that. Or you could do the same thing about David Long. It's going to be intriguing, folks. I, I don't think you can keep six safeties. The way the rosters are, I just don't think it's possible. So did the Rams really draft Russ Yeast in, with the mindset that he's just not going to make the team and you're just going to hope he makes the practice squad? That would seem a little weird to me, but it seems like that's kind of the case. I don't really know how he's going to make the roster because it's so loaded in the back end of the secondary. So that's the only you know, thing I would say. Quarterback, USFL, they could add somebody. They could also add a UDFA that we're not really talking about right now. Um, they could add somebody that's cut, whatever. Um, and then I think, you know, Edge, they're going to add during the, you know, draft, uh, you know, the, the deadline, um, not during the draft, during the trade deadline midseason. And then I think that they could trade somebody. And if they do trade anybody, it's going to be Taylor Rapp or it's going to be David Long, I think. So those are some options. Um, you know, if anyone wants to, to chat before we, we hang this thing up, you know, be sure to call in. If not, then, you know, I'll call it a night. But I think it's been a pretty good show. I, hopefully it's been informative for you guys. Um, but I really just wanted to touch on this because this, this is a topic that people have been asking. And it's, you know, like, are the Rams really done? I think, like, with OBJ and the USFL potentially for quarterback and edge and then maybe trading away wrap or long, I think that's all you're going to see. And that's okay. The Rams made their moves. Getting Troy Hill was the the big move, I think, that they, you know, the last big move. The big marquee move was getting Bobby Wagner. So they've done that, but we'll see how things work out. So uh, be sure to check out, uh, you know, Rams Edge, episode four. We're going live. Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. That'll be our new schedule. So be sure to check us out. You can also follow me on Twitter at JK Bogan. You can find me on YouTube. Just literally look up Jake Ellen Bogan. And that's going to do it for me. So appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a fantastic night. And uh, we'll talk Rams on Friday. Later, guys.